as we continue to explore this parable, to turn it over and over in our minds. One of the things that puzzles me is why this Pharisee invited Jesus to dinner. This is the Arab inviting the Israeli, the pro-lifer inviting the pro-choice person. In our divided times, Republicans and Democrats feasting together. This is a strange combination. And yet, we don't know if the host was genuinely curious about Jesus, saw him as a freak show, part of the entertainment, wanted to trap him in some way, genuinely wanted to learn. We can't tell. We can imagine that at least some of the disciples were there because someone remembered the story and made it part of the Bible. And as we picture the scene, there must be some tension in the air. Nobody knows what to expect of each other. Jesus starts out by healing a man who's ill, stirring up trouble by breaking the rules. The Pharisees remain silent when Jesus asks if this is allowed or not. And then Jesus has this manners lesson for the host. Dinners like this were meant to be a social display. One Bible scholar says this is the way an elite family, a wealthy family, displayed their wealth proclaimed their elite status, and announced that other people were elite too. The idea of inviting poor people, people on the margins, people who can't repay, would be distasteful. It would be like welcoming them into your circle of friends. It's proper to give charity, but to invite someone to dinner is a whole different thing. We lose the impact of this parable because we are accustomed to Jesus saying strange things. But in that world, this would have caused a stir. We can imagine the buzz in the room as people were like, did he just say, who'd want to do that? Does he mean us? And ironically, the host has done this very thing by inviting Jesus himself. I've always heard Jesus' comments as criticism telling the host that he's got it wrong. But I wonder now if he's actually approving of the host, if he's saying, you have done this by inviting me and the other raggedy disciples, and everyone else can learn from this. Of course, with Jesus, there is always another layer. And he is also talking about the kind of gathering God hosts when God makes the guest list, what happens then? In fact, Jesus tells us to get over our surprise at who we will meet at God's party by practicing for it now. Watch for the person who gets picked last on the team. Watch for the person sitting on the edge. In this season, be tender with our Jewish friends and our Muslim friends. Take a deep breath with our annoying friends. Or if you are the annoying friend, <laughs> be more aware. <laughs> Make sure the poor and the hungry get to the table. Notice the person with mental illness. Notice the teenager who's getting too thin. Watch for the person who's the hotel housekeeper or picking out bottles from the trash. Take note of who's struggling to keep their tears in. Call up your sympathy for the parent yelling at their kid in Target. The gift of welcome can happen anywhere. 
when I was in my 20s. My circle of friends included some ex-Catholic priests, and they invited me to go with them on Sunday night to Dignity, the Catholic Mass, for people who had been shoved out of their Catholic congregations. All of the people there were gay and lesbian and had seen through the church to the grace of God. So we would go every Sunday night to this Mass and then out to dinner. The routine was a beautiful setup for the week ahead, although I was always uncertain in the Mass when to stand, sit, kneel, <laughs> how to use the bulletin and the book. The people there were deliberately welcome. They could see beyond what the church had done to them to create a new kind of community. Being a guest, I always sat in the back where I wouldn't get embarrassed by doing the wrong thing. And one Sunday, I could see the priest conferring with my friends and then heading my way. Uh-oh, I thought. I've made some terrible transgression. Instead, he arrived at my seat, took note of my Sunday jeans and my somewhat ratty sweater, looked past all that, and asked me if I would like to bring the gifts up when it was time for the Eucharist, if I would carry the bread and the cup up the aisle and place them on the altar. In that moment, they conveyed not just that I was welcome to be there, welcome to sit in the back, welcome to listen and learn, but that I was part of the gathering, included in the work. I've never forgotten the impact of that moment the power of really feeling welcome. And I hope and pray all the time that everyone will have that experience at church and wherever we go. A parable is like a kaleidoscope. Every time we turn it, we see something different and we are someone different in the story. So as you hear it today, who are you in this story? Are you the host? Not sure if you've invited the right people, feeling the rules change? Are you the guest, observing, watching all this? Are you the disciple listening to Jesus, wondering if you're going to get thrown out before the food is served? Are you invisible in the story, one of the people who must have been cooking all day, serving the food, cleaning up afterward, hoping for leftovers? Who are you? in this story. Wherever you are, and it can change, you have a part in the party that God is throwing for all of us. When you give to the church with your time, your energy, your vision, your ideas, your money, you host part of God's great party. When you give to FCC, you're giving to our small, imperfect, always trying to do better version of the banquet. Depending on the day and the place, God invites us all to be the guest and invites us all to be the host. May you find God's great welcome and be part of God's great welcome wherever you go. Amen.